Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. Where do your clients go after your six-week course or your three-month coaching program? Well, they should go up, not out. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And today we're going to talk about building an ascension model so that as your clients grow their business and become more successful, they can keep getting the help they need for longer. So first, we're going to do this in three parts. First, we're going to talk about why you need an Ascension model. Second, I'm going to give you an example Ascension model. It's our Ascension model at Two Brain Business. And then I'm going to talk about the difference between a story-based and a metrics-based Ascension model. If you'd like some help or to discuss this stuff, go to businessisgood.com and you'll see join our community that will lead you to our private Facebook group for entrepreneurs and business coaches who want to grow and you can ask questions about Ascension models. If you're a business coach, this episode is going to be specific to you, but you can build an Ascension model in any service-based business, whether you're a gym, a cab company, or you know any uh, hairdressing salon, whatever, okay? I learned about Ascension models in about 2018. I was down in Manhattan. I was spending a couple of days with my mentor at the time, Todd Herman. And Todd had just written this book called The Alter Ego Effect. And between that and his 90-day year program, he was in massive demand. And so he said, let's talk about your Ascension model. And I said, what the hell is an Ascension model? And he said, okay. And he pulls out this flip chart, the old school, big paper, you know, flippy board and a marker. And he draws this staircase and he says, okay, a client comes in, where do they start? And I said, oh, we've got this program that's called the incubator. And they build all their systems and they learn some marketing and some sales and some retention. And it's just like the one-on-one course, it's the basics, but it's a good platform for them to build for the next 30 years. And he said, okay, great. So on the bottom step on his flip chart, he writes, incubator. He said, okay, now what happens? I said, okay, well, once they got the systems down and everything is operationally good, they can work on growth so they can work on more marketing and better sales. That's step two. And he said, okay. So on the second step in his little drawing, he writes growth. He said, then what happens? And I said, well, um, you know, I guess some of them go on to become mentors, like they work for me. And he goes, okay, great, great, great. So on the third step of his little staircase, he draws mentor. He said, then what happens? I said, I don't know. I like, hopefully the mentors stick around forever, but there have been some cases where, you know, these are passive entrepreneurs. They've gone off and started their own thing. And sometimes they've done it in kind of a sneaky way. And sometimes they've gone on to start a competing thing. And it's, it's usually, it's not always great when they leave. Sometimes it's a problem. And he goes, okay, so your Ascension model is incubator, growth, work for Chris, we're suing you. And it was funny, like it, it was a good joke and we all went out for a milkshake afterward, but the reality was I didn't actually have a plan for any client who ascended beyond just like growing their gym. I didn't have a plan for what happened when they became you know, moderately successful or how do I train my mentor staff or like what happens when they exceed what we've got to teach them. And so today I wanna share with you 
why you want to build this ascension model. But first I want to remind you, it's the job of every business coach and every business mentor to bring their clients to a level beyond what they've achieved themselves. So if you're an Olympic silver medalist and you want to coach other people, you eventually want to produce a gold medalist. If you're a business coach who has done a million dollars a year, you want to produce other entrepreneurs who are doing three million a year. They don't have to be in the same niche as you, but they should exceed you. And that is the job of a coach. Okay, so ascension models are really commonly used in places like the military, in martial arts. Think of the belt system in martial arts. Um, think of like the masons, okay? Ascension models have value because people can see the next step, but it also helps them get through the first few steps faster. Imagine if you walked into a dojo today and there was no belt system and everybody was just kind of in the mix at once. Where would you start? What would you learn first that would give you the fundamentals on which you could build later? Would you just jump in with the black belts? Would you try sparring first? What would you do? Having a belt system lets you know not just where you rank, but what you should be focused on. So when you're a white belt and you're in a karate dojo, you're learning basic forms and learning basic forms well without worrying about sparring or grappling or any of that other stuff allows you to ascend faster and build the fundamentals for later. And then when you're a yellow belt, maybe you start doing a little bit of sparring, but you're ready because of the white belt work. And this is how an ascension model works. For your clients, an ascension model also has retention value. The higher somebody goes in your ascension model, the more likely they are to stick around. You're looking at the military, for example, there's a very high churn rate uh, among private first class, like the lowest rank. There's a very low churn rate among generals because after you've put in the time and the work to ascend all the way up to being a general, it's a couple of decades and people are very unlikely to quit. And the same thing happens in your business coaching ascension model. So what you wanna have in general are three or four steps. One should be the basics. One should be focused on growth. One should be focused on wealth. And maybe you've got some kind of like very small group, tight inner circle mastermind sitting on top of that where people have access to you and they're maybe they're growing multiple things or maybe they're just head down, expanding their empire, whatever that is. If you look at my friend Sharon's model, he breaks down the uh, maturity of a business into four stages. So there's uh, basically systemize, optimize, grow and scale. And even if you follow that pattern, you could build a really great ascension model based on that. You can call your ascension model whatever you want to. You could call it like start up, ramp up, grow up, level up, leader up or whatever. I think uh, Todd Herman has something like that. Ours at Two Brain goes like this. Everybody starts in a program called ramp up. This is used to be our, our incubator, but we don't want people to feel like they are stuck in something. We want them to know it's an on-ramp before they get into growth. So our ramp up program teaches them fundamental systems for operations, for staffing, for managing their expenses, for paying themselves, for selling, and for marketing their gym. Once they've got those systems, they could technically go off and run on their own. However, the next phase, growth phase, is where they learn to dial in their marketing and sales and just kind of like put all their bets on what's working. They learn to measure, is Facebook advertising working? Am I doing better with referrals? And whatever they're best with, they go all in on that until they reach a certain point. And I'll come back to that in a moment. From there, they go into our third phase program called Tinker. 
Now they've got a gym that's paying them a good wage. They've probably got a couple of full-time staff and they need to decide what to do next. Do they reinvest in their business and, and buy another location or expand? Do they scale a different way? Like they buy a different kind of fitness business. Do they go and do something completely different? Do they pull money out and invest it in stocks, bonds, crypto? What happens? That's our third phase. And then our fourth phase is what we call Meta. I don't usually talk about this, but we do have a program where I work one-on-one -on -one with other business coaches who are already successful and want to grow to over $3 million a year. So this Ascension model is what I would call metrics-based. There's a clear goal at each stage before people ramp up. So the goal of the ramp-up stage is to build all your systems and get five new clients. That's it. That proves that you can do it and you're ready to grow. Okay, you've got something working. The goal of our growth stage is to grow until the owner is making $100,000 a year in net owner benefit. At that point, I don't care how many clients they have, really. We know that they can do with 150 clients. Some do with 300, some do with 50. It doesn't matter. The goal there is to have a business that pays the owner well. So the goal of our growth phase is to make $100,000 in net owner benefit. The goal of our third phase, Tinker, is to grow the owner's wealth to a million dollars in net worth. And so they're reinvesting, they're building their gyms, they're buying cash flow assets, they're buying interesting things like Airbnbs or they might be starting like a beverage company or whatever that is, or they might just focus on one gym or, or duplicate that over and over. But the goal is to get to a million in net worth. Some of those become mentors for Two Brain, and some of those mentors go into our meta program. We call this a metrics-based ascension model because there's a very clear number that we want people to hit before they move from one stage to the next. This serves a couple of purposes. Number one, it tells people when they should be ascending. So when you reach 100K net owner benefit, you should be going in our third phase program called Tinker. I'll tell you why it's called Tinker in a moment. But when you're there and you're making an income, now it's time to expand that income into uh, impact into a legacy, into a multi-generational source of wealth. Once they've got like their systems done and five new clients, they've proven to themselves and to their mentor that they can do the work. They know how to get some clients and they're ready to go all in on growth. And that's what qualifies them for the next stage. Now, we don't force them to adhere to these rules. If somebody's at $80,000 net owner benefit and they wanna get in the Tinker Group, that's fine, they're allowed to, but if they're at $150,000 in net owner benefit, they know what they're doing and they should be moving on to the Tinker program, okay? So that's a metrics-based Ascension model where you've got a very clear numerical target at each stage. That target also serves as a forcing function. So you ascend people faster when you have a target for them to hit. So for example, if we know that the goal of growth phase is to make $100,000 in net owner benefit, then you can weigh every single decision, every tactic, every little bit of work that you're giving the client against that 100K net owner benefit. Because you can say, okay, you've got these two options to work on. One is buying a building and one is launching a kids program. Which one will actually move you closer to earning $100,000 a year in net owner benefit? Well, buying a building won't. I mean, that's a great lesson for like the next phase, but it's not gonna increase your income quickly. Let's focus on starting a kids program. And so you have this forcing function created by the clarity of those metrics-based goals. The other thing it does is it allows you to pull out content from each phase that the client doesn't need yet. 
So when I started my original incubator, I wanted to teach gym owners everything I knew. But the reality is it was way too much. They got overwhelmed. They didn't finish the course and they left kind of staggering around like what hit me? In reality, I should have just taught them how to get their five clients, how to get all their systems dialed, how to teach it to their staff and then move them into growth phase. And in growth phase, I should have just taught them how to do marketing better, how to sell better, maybe how to change their product. There's a little bit in growth phase about staffing because as their program grows, they're gonna need help. But the reality is they should be able to get through growth phase within you know a couple of years and into Tinker from there. That's a metrics-based ascension model. The other model that some people will use is a story-based model. The reason that you might want a story-based model is if you're a business coach and you're working with a very diverse clientele. So for example, let's say that you're working with the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, and for each one of them, success comes in a different form. For the butcher, it's I just want to have like a a uh, busy shop where I can work every day, interact with my clients, make some recommendations, have staff actually cutting the meat for me. It's a big community, it's an environment, and I need to make 80,000 a year. For the baker, it's like, hey, look, I need to churn out a high quality product so that I can make $120,000 a year and manage this massive overhead. I need to be efficient. And for the candlestick maker, it might just be that they're doing art. So, you know, their, their wife has an amazing job. The husband doesn't have to make any money, but he has to justify all the time that he's spending on this business. So if he makes 50,000 a year, that's great. When you're working with a diverse array of clients with very different goals, very different passions and skill sets, a story-based Ascension model might work better. And this is actually why I wrote Founder, Farmer, Tinker, Thief, to give people a story of what they should be working on and how they can ascend as an entrepreneur, even though their goals might be different from mine. In my niche, gym owners, I have metrics. I have the biggest data set in the world, and so it's easy for me to make a metrics-based ascension model. But if I was working with the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and the gym owner, I would want a story-based ascension model so that I could fit everybody in and tell them when it's time to ascend, and that path was clear to them. To recap, as a business coach, your job is to help your clients reach farther than you ever did. And to do that, you have to keep them moving up in stages. You can't overwhelm them because that will slow down and maybe stop their progress. You need to give them just what they need when they need it, and that means building an ascension model. So if you're gonna do one thing after listening to this, Break your coaching program into three phases. Ask yourself first, what can I cut from each stage? What do they not need to know in level one? What do they not need to know they're not ready for that will just slow them down in level two? What can I do in phase three? And then you can define goals. If you're working in a very tight, narrow niche, you can have metrics-based goals. If you're working with a wide variety of clients, you should have a story-based ascension model. If you want more details on this, you can go to businessisgood.com read our blog posts or join our community there and ask your questions of some of the best business coaches in the world. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business Is Good. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.